think you've heard it all? You haven't. Peace Love Podcast brings you more OMG, wait, what moments? My life has been so dramatic and traumatic. I take a humorous look at it, and each week we will discuss with fun and laughter, full-out mental health. I go there. I talk about being flawed and fabulous. So guys, let's get fabulous. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. Oh my goodness, this is just, this episode is going to be something that I never even thought was possible. When I put the fun in dysfunction, I put the fun in dysfunction. Anyway guys, this is episode 14 and it is called, My Psychiatrist Broke Up With Me. Mm-hmm. You heard me. My psychiatrist broke up, fired me. Not, again, for putting the fun in dysfunctional. Mm-mm. She fired me over a payment dispute. Now, that's not even the more disturbing thing about this whole thing, the most disturbing. The way she did it through a letter, um, Carrie Bradshaw with the post-it, I get it, like, even more so. My psychiatrist of seven years sent me a letter, and I will explain everything telling me how she's sending me to collections. I know. It's one of the most, I mean, I've heard everything and nothing shocks me. This shocked me. Well, September 1 is the start of Suicide Awareness Month. So I will be spreading a lot of awareness and praying to God I could prevent one, if not a hundred possible suicides or anybody to not even think about it. I know the world right now is in a complete shit show. I mean, between COVID and deltas and fires and hurricanes and Afghanistan, it's it's too much. And I know everybody just wants to break down and just cry. And, you know, we've all survived 100% of our worst days. And I promise you guys, keep going. That's all I could say is keep going. If um, you've read my story, I guess, my book, it's, I read it sometimes just to remind myself of what I've gone through and the resiliency and the resilience. Was resiliency a word? The resilience I've gone through. So um, anyway, I'm going to get to how my psychiatrist broke up slash fired me over payment. And the way she did it, she bullied she lied she gaslighted now one of the biggest things other than mental health awareness and knowing it's okay not to be okay and the bravest thing you could do is reach out for help i advocate all that but the other thing that is probably the core and one of the most passionate things i believe in is that mental health should be free for everybody respectively nothing against the vaccine everybody vaccinate if you're not vaccinated whatever of course we all need to be healthy but i wish they would promote get your mental health checked more as much as they are shoving you can't go to work you can't go anywhere without a covid shot but nobody's doing anything about our mental health which has started from generations of generations and generations nobody ever wanted to talk about it because of course it's been stigmatized i am fluent in mental health i talk about it like the weather which is a wonderful thing so maybe you guys will know you're not alone but the fact that if you're not privileged or have of any means years ago now it's 
affordable and there are ways for people to get help. But prior to, I think, COVID and creating such a crash in everybody's emotional health and mental health, they've given um, more open doors for psychiatry. So seven years ago, now I received a letter. I guess maybe I'll start with present day, like I'm a movie, and then it, it says like current day and then it flashbacks. Of course, I'm a walking novel, trilogy, movie, musical. So Marnie, yes, with my jazz hands. And I'm going to get in all that jazz after um, another episode because sorry, Erica Jane, you are off Broadway. You were bought your part and bye-bye. You are a mean woman, but we are going to get to all of that. So now you have my psychiatrist present day. I get a letter in the mail and I thought it was like one of those standard letters because it didn't say, dear Marnie. It just said, I no longer am able to um, treat you as my patient. Now, let me tell you, this is where the bullying and the gaslighting comes in. I'm out of town. I don't have the letter with me. I wish I did, but I'm going to paraphrase it from her letterhead. Her name is Deborah Drucker, and this is what she wrote me. Go figure. Guys, if you find anybody to treat your health, mental health, just make sure that you trust them, you like them, you're not judged by them. It is really, really imperative. Now, she's my psychiatrist, not my psychologist. She's a psychiatrist who prescribes me my medication, which is why I probably have stayed with her so long. And when you go to a new psychiatrist, I don't know the rules today, but years ago, you would have to pay like a $400 eval evaluation and start all over. And it was just easier. Well, the hardest way out is the easy way out. I should not, could have, would have, should have. Being with her, she did me a favor because now it opened my door and this window of how crucial the world needs free mental health care, psychiatry care, the availability to get prescribed medication if needed. I mean, it is screwed up. So I get this letter in the mail and it said, um, I'm not able to treat you as my patient. Here come the lies. When our office tries to reach you regarding payment, we're met with hostile and anger and argumentative behavior. And I'm like, wait, what? I make you laugh, Dr. Drucker. I call Naomi in the office as a friend to make her laugh. This, make her laugh. That's the secretary. I mean, she's my friend, or I thought so. So any event, it also said you have this $3,400 balance and we normally don't go to collections, but we are now. Then she put, I'm sorry, Marnie, that it has to come to this, but I cannot meet with somebody that is just so angry and rude to my office staff. Okay. What the, are you drinking, smoking, eating Dr. Drucker? I don't know who you're talking to, but that's not me. I, I literally thought this was for somebody else and it was a typo until it got to Marnie. I'm sorry to do this to you. She goes, I can provide another name for you, but I cannot do this. Okay. Now I'm going to backtrack to when my son was in third grade, who's now in 10th grade. I took him to a psychiatrist because what he was born with, he has a very hard time relating to people. It's just, I've talked about Noah a lot and he's here listening and i really don't want to talk about him while he is here because it makes the conversation a little bit awkward so 
and he's looking at me right now saying, really, mom? Yes, really, mom. Anyway, so Dr. Drucker really helped work with Noah, put him on his proper medication, diagnosed him with OCD and his ADHD, and Noah had really bad tics and just um, the depression and Noah's anxiety was just off the charts. So after Noah started going to Dr. Drucker, I needed Dr. Drucker. Out of pocket, she does not take insurance. It was $240 for 40 minutes, and it was $180 for 20 minutes. So of course, I said to my husband, I was married at the time, oh, we have to do the main 40-something package. We need every ounce of therapy. So then my daughter needed to go to the psychiatrist when she was diagnosed with ADHD at 16, the three accidents and her teacher mentioning, um, I think Taylor might have ADHD. It was the best thing that happened because it put Taylor on her medicine and it unclouded and unfogged her mind. So then at one point you had all four of us, my entire family paying 240 something dollars. So let's just say through the years, we've paid close to 20,000 ish out of pocket to be cared for by a psychiatrist. When it was holidays, listen to my personality. I can assure you, I just didn't give a random gift. I created gifts. I made homemade Scrabble boards and themes for them. I've given Tiffany gifts, even though it's not the monetary, it was the engraved or the significance of the ornament I gave. It was just, um, I felt so comfortable because it was my doctor. It was Dr. Drucker. I write about her in my book. So now when I was put on Adderall in 2017, this was, I guess the best way to describe it is the Claritin commercial. I say that a lot, I guess everything's cloudy and then all of a sudden everything becomes um, light and bright. So I was put on medication that would help me come out of the fog I had been living in for 47 years. I was not, however, given any kind of um, explanation as to what my behavior would be. It took watching the show Mom when Allison Janney was sitting with Rain Wilson, who was her psychiatrist, that said, look, it might have been a good thing that you've been in a cloud all of these years, not realizing you had ADHD. You saved yourself a lot of anger. Now, the life I had led until I was 47, it is, there's so much heartbreak, horrific heartbreak, trauma, drama, the most unimaginable mundane life circumstances were turned into nightmares for me, which is why I advocate for mental health as early as you learn your ABCs. It should be as mandatory, if not the most mandated thing, is somebody getting their mental health checked because I there's too many, too many people taking their lives and dying of suicide and not loving themselves and thinking what other people think of them is how they should be viewed. And it's horrible. Now I've discussed all of this with my doctor. I was on Adderall and I became so angry with my life, angry with my husband, how our marriage was. I was angry with my childhood. My doctor did not say anything 
except when Jay, my ex-husband, went to Dr. Drucker. We both had seen her during therapy and he said get her off this medication she's a monster she is evil i hate her and proceeded to tell her everything in my pandora's box everything now okay i could not believe that jay did that it was none of her business to know certain things but he looking back at it now was at his wits end I was not told, Marnie, you might be reactive this way. You might be reacting this way. So I read everything I can and during, I still do during this healing journey. And I should have known the red flag with Dr. Trucker was there when she started to shame me. She would say, I swear to God, what do you do all day? Um, surviving? Um, well, Jay told me that, you know, you took edibles. I'm like, Oh, okay, Dr. Drucker, really? Are you going to punish me? Like, she started to look at me very differently. And my appointments just now became with my psychiatrist, which don't anyone ever do. Um, find somebody you at least love. But it became very routine. But I don't like change. So I stayed with Dr. Drucker because she was my psychiatrist to explain all the characters in my book and everything it's, it was just much easier staying at the time. So then I said to her, you know, I believe Jay is narcissistic. And she goes, well, she looks at me. Don't we all have narcissism, narcissism in us? Don't you think you're narcissistic? Like, what the fuck? Was this like the, like knockdown Marnie stuff? So I started now having to do, having to defend myself with Dr. Drucker. Now, 2019, I'm referencing that because that is when I called the office and asked, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, 2019, January is when I made my first video. I was out of town and I just said, I need to let people know it's okay not to be okay. I have been crying in a fetal position on my bathroom floor for days that turned into months and it was just the darkest hole anybody could live in. And I want everybody to know, please don't judge a book by its cover. Just be kind because you don't know what anybody is going through. We don't. So it's just much easier being nice. And there's so much anger in this world, whether you're on a Facebook group or just people are taking their anger out on other things rather than focusing on themselves. So now, Dr. Drucker, um, 2019, I made that video opening up about my depression, suicidal ideation, and it was about a seven-minute Facebook video that it put me where I am today because the response was so overwhelming, and I wrote my book after, like five months after that, and every step in that direction, good and so much bad, has placed me here where I'm so blessed, again, not monetary at all, but blessed that I'm alive and able to share my story and circumstances. So I call the office and I go, Naomi, what in the hell are you talking about? Why am I getting a $3,900 bill? Am I being punked? Is Ashton here? <laughs> this is teen. I go, okay, what are we talking about? Because I was not, I was married, so I did not pay my bill. To myself, I was on my floor crying, trying to survive. Um, I was a, and oh, fuck you, Dr. Drucker. No, I would call the office crying, get in, and I lame, or I don't know. She knew that I was fighting for my life of 2000, and the shit show 
fell in a downward, downward spiral from there. She was treating me and my family in and out half that time. My daughter still lived in 2019 and 20 from the times that she said I missed, which again, I have to, why did I just say again? Nobody stopped me. I had to always to Drucker. And so it was my job to pay for my own psychiatrist. Oh my gosh, this whole thing is just so disturbing. I am so grateful that I've had, like I said, all of these horrors and traumas and so much recovery that I'm able to take what I've learned and share it. But sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Like just when I think I've heard it all, I mean, it's so disturbing what my psychiatrist, what she did to me. So present day, um, let me backtrack and circle around. I know I'm all over the place. My son happened to have had an appointment with Dr. Drucker and I'm never around for that. Um, this time I happened to be. So since he needed to change medication, she said, let me speak to your mom if she's there, which um, again, I am never there. So I get on the phone. I'm like, hey, Dr. Drucker. And if Taylor was not there listening on speaker, she would never have believed it. I'm like, I'm so proud of Noah. Look what he's, you know, he's coming to you on his own with certain things. And she's like, Marnie, Noah canceled last week and he didn't pay me for that. Oh, okay. And it was on and on about that. It was so condescending and rude. Taylor had to leave the room. And I said to her, respectfully, Dr. Drucker, um, we've been patients for seven years, my whole family. She's like, well, respectfully, Marnie, um, I'm not a charity. Okay. It was, I almost hung up on her. In fact, I might have. So now the next day is my appointment. So now I spend 20 minutes of my therapy session. I'm sorry, 10 minutes of my 20 minute therapy session talking about how rude she was and how she just is not a charity and she needs to have, um, in order for Noah to be seen as a patient, in fact, all of us to be seen, we need to be paid, she needs to be paid upfront. So that same week, my credit card was randomly charged $900. Dr. Drucker was trying to get back payments from 2019, which I'll go back and explain where that came from. So after my appointment, since they randomly tried to charge the 900, I said to her that I would bring in cash. In fact, Taylor needed to pick up a letter from another doctor at that office. And I said, when Taylor comes in to get her letter, I will give her the money for this appointment. So I had no idea that Taylor was even going to get the letter because it was now Friday afternoon at three o'clock when I needed to make an appointment or I was following up on my appointment, I'm sorry, with my oncologist. I had a CT done, everything was clean and clear, thank goodness. So my mind was now on my leukemia and it was three o'clock on a Friday and the last thing on my mind was Dr. Drucker. So five o'clock, right when the office was closing, I did not know this, Taylor finally got her letter at five o'clock on a Friday. So the following week, which was pretty recent, I get a letter from Dr. Drucker with her gaslighting lies and you know, gaslighting, it's somebody that tries to manipulate you, manipulate you into doubting your beliefs, what's right there, your reality, your feelings. Like if it's daylight, someone will say, oh no, it's dark. And you're like, it's day. And you start to lose your shit because you know you're 
completely making sense and the other person's not logical. So having this come from my psychiatrist, <clears throat> to say mildly disturbing is putting it mildly. Like I am mind fucked by my psychiatrist. This is the most abnormal thing I have ever heard. I am able to do my job and I love when I'm hired by NAMI. But when I try to do things on my own, it's very hard taking money from people for something I do because I would help anybody in distress. So hearing this from my psychiatrist, I'm like, oh my God. So I call the office. Now in this letter, it also said she, it was a $3,400 bill. She never used collections in the past, but she will now. Okay, I, I, I am just reading this like, I, what's going on here? Like, I literally keep saying I am being punked. This is no reality. There is no way this could possibly happen. So she said, I'll not allow my staff to be treated poorly, who dodges our calls. And this was all in this letter. And I, again, thought it was for someone else because that is the opposite of me. I, in fact, call the office to make them laugh. I call and make funny scenarios out of my situations that are going on. I even crack up Dr. Trucker, who I didn't even know had the amount of laughter within her until she heard some of my stories. So now I read this letter in shock and I call the office. I'm like, Naomi, what the F are you talking about? Can you tell me one time in 2021 I have not paid? I mean, it's my medication. I need to see my doctor and you will not see me without me paying. So she goes, well, you haven't. I go, well, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking for specific dates, Naomi. So if I, I learned something from every situation that happens. One, this taught me not everybody's your friend. Business is business. And um, when you see red flags, don't think they're pink. Don't think they're yellow. The red flags were there with this doctor who, like I said before, was judgmental and rude towards me. And I took the easy way out and was lazy and did not leave when my mental health, it's a good thing I have other therapists, but for my main psychiatrist to treat me like this, it's still very, very shocking. So I asked Naomi, when? Don't tell me you haven't, tell me dates. So she said, well, in January of 2021, you paid 500. Now, January, 2021 is when I, beginning I broke down in Aventura moved to Jacksonville Dr. Drucker knows exactly what was going on in my life at that time I was suicidal I found out I had stage one leukemia it was a complete shit show so then she said Naomi you paid 500 in January then you paid 500 in February she goes but you didn't pay June 2020 and I just heard June I'm like wait I paid June she goes June of 2020 I'm like, are you kidding me? You're cutting off my services from when I was going through my divorce, when you know exactly what was going on, and I didn't even pay my bills. Like, why are you doing this to me? It was so unheard of. I was just, go fuck yourself. I said that, and I don't take it back. I could have said a lot more. And I said to her, I am your friend, Naomi, but I'm also a patient under psychiatric care, and I am starting to feel the old Marnie, so fuck you. I was so mad. I just, I still can't believe this happened. I can't believe that mental health is not accessible to everybody. Everybody, like I was, I hear on the news every day, people can't go to work, people can't go to vacations. 
Of course, we have to be vaccinated. Nobody needs to spread anything. We all need to get back to the way our typical, there's no such thing as normal, but typical lives were. Okay, I get that. But mental health, all you people making all your rules, trying to take Texas, I'm not even going to discuss you because you're just a complete clusterfuck. But mental health needs, people need to be checked weekly, daily, yearly, annually, semi-annually, semi-annually, before you get a job, before you do anything, mental health, you need to get yourself checked up. I mean, it's really, um, everybody, the horrors that people do, the tragedies that occur, the murders, the rapes, every act of wrongdoing, it all stems from our mental health, people projecting their anger not on fixing themselves, but taking it out, whether it's road rage, whether it's on a teacher, whether it's on a school, whether it's severe, like shootings, everybody knows these warning signs were there, whether they're to the extreme or something mild, whether you found out after all this time, it's been general anxiety you have. It's all of our mental health that goes undiagnosed doesn't mean you're at risk to harm someone or yourself, but you may not realize you have ADHD. You may not realize you have anything. So I have learned to observe, not react, understand where my triggers come from, and I'm able to live in that moment, and I don't channel my anger on, like, for example, when people take out their road rage or I see someone yelling at a waitress, I want to say, Dude, go fix yourself. Don't take it out on this poor waitress. Don't take it out on road rages. The, the signs, parents, this is for you. With our children going back to school now, there are a lot of stressing out, a lot of anxiety going along, a, a, lot, a lot of anxiety around, a lot of the unknown. And we like, as I'm a parent, I see with my son in high school now and my daughter as a senior in college, the struggles they have. And I watch now because my son at one time used to hibernate in his room. He would put on movies that were only destruction, the 9-11, only the towers crumbling, or um, he would watch tsunami movies where it was the, the tsunami happening. And I watched this pattern that was not typical. I'll never say normal. And I noticed when he would wear those hoodies in association with those dark movies and staying in his room, that was a sign for concern for me with my situation as a parent. A lot of things we put off as just typical teenage behavior. But right now, really pay attention to what you think would be typical or out of the norm. It's so important. The, the statistics for students that contemplate suicide, I think you're at like 60%. And student and their children that are, most children in juvenile hall all have undiagnosed mental health conditions, which is another oxymoron, because if their mental health was checked, they wouldn't be in juvenile hall um, detentions. So it's just, there's so much unknown uncertainty. People are scared. And instead of yelling, it's much easier to just smile or if you don't have anything nice to say at all, don't say anything. I like to sprinkle kindness like confetti. I am kind to everybody. I know what it's like to be knocked down. I'm even trying very hard 
I understand completely. That's why I guess I'm not so angry about the Dr. Drucker thing. The red signs were there, and I believe the universe sends you people, places, or situations to not only send you good things, but to remind you, time to move on. I needed to be away from Dr. Drucker after the first time she said, what do you do all day? And then about a month and a half ago, she said, you know, you were pretty right about Jay. I don't want to know what Jay discusses in his therapy, but that was extremely unprofessional because now I'm like, so you mean you've been giving me tainted therapy because of your own belief? So this was supposed to happen. That's what I'm taking from that. <clears throat> I'm also taking the letter she wrote me and I will bust my ass trying to get mental health free. Maybe not in my lifetime, but hopefully sometime this letter firing me, breaking up with me as her patient over balances due at a time when I was married that I was not in charge of is the most unethical thing ever. But it is going to put me on a path to somebody that can really understand my trauma and help me heal my trauma drama and see that trauma psychiatrist I've needed. So I don't think I would have left on my own. So I guess I have to say thank you, Dr. Drucker. No. I, I, oh gosh, I have been really angry about it. I'm calm right now, but let me tell you, that shocked me. Even in the letter, she goes, this must be coming as a shock to you, uh, you think? So if you could get anything from this, know your mental health and your physical health are just as important. I live with undiagnosed, well, now they're diagnosed, but all of those years of undiagnosed everything caused my body i believe to have leukemia so i have to nourish my body mentally with good things physically with good things situations that are only good for me so if something disrupts your peace whether it's a picture of someone you know on social media unfriend it unfollow anything you do that doesn't remind you of anything that's a bad memory trust me people i have a lifetime of bad memories and I live in my own little bubble of happy existence, undisturbed, but it works. Trust me, guys. It is so helpful removing yourself and making you a priority. Again, I'll use, I always say again, gosh, I have to under, I have to figure out why I do that. But if you always go somewhere and you're like, well, I have to, I don't want them to be upset. No, your mental health and your well-being and how you think of yourself is much more important than how if somebody else is mad at you because then you're saying i care more how you think about me than i think about me and it, this isn't to sound rude but the more selfish you are with yourself the happier you are selfish people are happy people when you stop people pleasing you're pleasing yourself and that is the most enjoyable thing if i didn't live it i wouldn't be able to preach it but i walk the talk and i live what i preach so um, at the start of September being Suicide Awareness Month, I pray that I can send my message to just one person. If you could just try and take, don't, with, with life, when you feel you have so much on your plate, we don't eat one big bite at one time. We take little bites, chew, you know, so picture life as a plate of food and only eat what you can one bite at a time prioritize and everything gets done the way it's supposed to i promise 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 you 
And on that note, I am going to say, remember to always stay true to yourself. Never let anybody rain on your parade. Never let anybody dull your sparkle. And guys, sending you so much peace, so much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Have a fabulous week, guys. for listening to this episode of Peace Love Podcast. I hope you learned a little bit, hope you laughed a little bit, and please, if you can, subscribe and leave a review, possibly how amazing this episode was. Remember, stay true to who you are and never, ever let anybody dull your sparkle.